Welcome to Anderswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. But there's a season that we are in, I think, that finds us in a place where we really need to embrace a God who knows what's going on because we don't know. I thought I'd talk about that this morning, if that's all right. Let's talk about the pandemic. Because is, is this survival mode or is, is there something more in store? You know, survival mode, we always say it's called survival mode with a line through it. Uh, and I thought, man, imagine if it was a line underneath it. That wouldn't be good, would it? It's amazing the difference between a line in the middle and a line in the, underneath. And so uh, we find ourselves, we find ourselves in a situation where we understand, don't we, that as Christians, I'm talking to Christians this morning, to those of you who believe in Jesus, that there is a role to play. We actually have a role to play in this season. And I don't know if it's just simply about surviving. It's amazing. When I read the Word of God, I don't see anything about future in regards to, well, hey, God's got plans for you, not to harm you or to hurt you, but not in this season. Um, God's always going to be faithful to you. He's always going to be with you, but hey, it's going to be difficult in this season. Uh, there, there is nothing in the Word in regards to what season we are in. It's always, in, always, always, when you read the Word of God, it's always about God, what God can do. Which means that in every season, God can do something. Things can be different, things can change, but sometimes change can be better. Sometimes what we find ourselves in, even today, can actually be an improvement of our own life. Because change shakes us, makes us, right? As Christians, I'm talking to Christians, shakes us, makes us, and, uh, and brings us into a whole nother place in God. It's interesting, isn't it? The way that the church dynamic is going right now worldwide, globally, it's like there's been a decimation of services and events. But to be honest, isn't that a good thing? I mean, it's not great, but it's still, we can still do the God journey. He's still with us. He's still faithful to us, even when it's not about the event and the program and the dynamic of being together, although being together is important. I'm not dissing the importance of being together. What I am saying is that there's a little bit of a shake-up going on, and I don't think it's negative. I, don't, I think that what, what is meant for evil, God can turn for good. All right? That's what the Scripture tells us. And I'm excited about that. Look, go into all the world and make disciples. In any season, just go into all the world and make disciples. What's the call of God on your life? And in other words, I think that as Christians, we are still leaders. You might say, well, Brent, I'm not a leader. If you are a Christian, you're a Christ follower, and Christ has given you a mandate and a mission and a purpose to fulfill. And with that mission and mandate and purpose, it's not about things, it's always about people. It's about community and it's about family and it's about, about being, to, being in, in worlds with other people, not isolating yourself, not just in survival mode, pre, uh, pre um, what's the word? Self-preservation, 
self-preserving your, yourself in a scenario where you find that you want to, want to close yourself from the world. You know, don't talk to your friends. Don't talk to your neighbours right now. It's too scary. No, as Christians, we are not called to do that. So it means, I, I think leadership means influence and you are an influencer. In fact, this is the greatest season for you to be an influencer. This is the greatest moment for you to be an influencer because people are worried, people are anxious, people are concerned, and we'll talk about that. But leaders, uh, leaders can be driven by the future or they can be so last decade. And your Christian life and the way that you live can be so last decade because you're still hanging on to the way that you used to do stuff last decade when this is actually a new decade. This is 2021. We're in a new decade. It started off in 2020 with a pandemic and we're still in the pandemic. I remember getting to the end of 2020 and saying, well, I hope that kind of goes away now. Isn't it good? 2020's over, all right? 2021 comes along and oh, here we go again, all right? And so there is this this overwhelming sense that, okay, this is a new decade. Therefore, I've got to work out what it is that God wants me to, who God wants me to be and what God wants me to do in this new decade because it's different to the last decade. All right? So, so for me, I'm 57 years of age. Do I just pop off the radar now and just live, you know, just quietly and... Or do I continue to forge ahead with absolute gusto in regards to the very things I believe in and want to see happen? And I tell you what, it's a choice. It's actually a choice. And for some of us as Christians, we have chosen to live in a way that actually hides us. In fact, I'm talking to the converted probably this morning because that's why you're here. You took the time to register and want to be together, want to be with family, want to be with friends to connect and to worship God, which is awesome. But there are so many who are choosing not to. And, uh, and, and so, and it's becoming difficult to actually uh, find a place and find a space, right? Being together. So there is a lot of uh, change and a lot of things going on. Do I let God lead my life and influence my life? Or do I let others lead and influence me? Am I leading or am, am I simply singing that old song by Doris Day? Do you know? Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Whatever will be, will be. I, I don't believe that's the way it's meant to be. I think we've got to understand God calls us to this. If you weren't born to handle a pandemic, and I'm not just talking about handling a pandemic, if you weren't born to actually be a leader and an influencer through this pandemic, then you wouldn't have been born. You have been created for this moment. What if this was the moment of the whole generation, of, this whole, of your, the whole of your life for this actual moment? If you actually believed that, how would you live that? Listening to a psychologist yesterday, uh, he said this, he said, we are wired for purpose. And when we don't have it, we go into survival mode. And when we go into survival mode, we lose happiness. We actually, we're never happy again. The reason for people going into drugs and alcohol is because they lost that feeling of happiness 
They lost their purpose, lost the happiness, and the drugs and the alcohol give you that feeling back. But it's, it's a pseudo feeling. It's fake. It's not real. And it's a very poor substitute. If an addict can get purpose back, that's when they get free from their addiction. And here's what Paul said. He said that we have a glorious obsession. This glorious obsession. Every one of us, we're obsessed. There's an obsession aspect to our life. And when it's not directed towards God, it's directed towards something else. Some of us are obsessed about the one o'clock dynamic every day. Some of us have done, had enough of it. Some of us are obsessed in regards to the circumstances around us and the environment around us. I want to encourage you, get obsessed about God. Because when you get obsessed about God, you've got no worries and nothing to worry about. And so the problem is, is that um, we, we've got to understand, well, it's not a problem. It's actually a really good thing. God is your author. He's the author of your life and He knows best. I have plans for you. Plans for you. By the way, the devil's got plans for you too. Rob, to steal and to kill, to destroy, to eliminate, to take you out. And the opportunity that we have right now is not to listen to what the devil is saying, you know, the the negative things, the, 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 the God of this world, but we are to listen to God and what God is saying. What's God saying to you? What's going on for you? Uh, so a leader, so an influencer. If, um, if you're a God follower, then that's you. That's, that's who you are. He called Moses to lead the people out of Egypt. Uh, to give the Israelites a far better future. He called David the shepherd boy to become, uh, to, be, to be king. But his kingship came about firstly by anointing, absolutely. And secondly, by leading victoriously through very difficult situations and very difficult seasons. Killing a giant, that was a biggie. Get it, giant, biggie. And being chased by an angry, angry, jealous current king, King Saul. Well, we are in a different, difficult situation, but God has called you to be where you are in this season because you are the best person for this time and for this season and for this place. All right? Our current season is threatening our society and our culture. Okay, so I've got a whiteboard. I'm going to ask you some questions, if that's all right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, and you can fill in some of the blank spaces. Shall I have it here, or shall I bring it up? If, you, if I'm going to bring it up, Chelsea, do you want to come and give me a hand? Thanks. Everybody give Chelsea a little helper today. A hand. Thanks, Chelsea. Okay, so our, our culture and our society. We're going to do a SWAT test on what's going on on planet Earth, particularly New Zealand, okay? We're reflecting on New Zealand. A SWAT test, you know what a SWAT test is? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We're going to first of all focus on the, the, the weaknesses and the threats, okay? So the threats right now, oh, this isn't, is this going to be okay? Can you see that all right? You can't see that. I think I had a, you can see, okay. All right, that says threats. I'll write it up just for my benefit. Okay, when we're talking about threats, how do we feel about the current culture and the current and current society? What's going on? Sorry? You're upset. Well, no, upset. The culture is upset. Sorry, I'm not putting it on you, that's for sure. Sorry? Yeah, run down, upset, run down. Very good, Joe. Run down. Somebody else? 
stressed, stressed, very real emotions. Yep, what else? Sorry? Sorry? Oh, depressed. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I couldn't give it. What's that? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll try both. Sorry? Frustrated. Frustrated. Oh, no. Okay, this is, this is good for me anyway. So frustration, what else? Sorry? Confused. Afraid? Oppressed, oppressed, good. Um, what was that, James? Yeah. Sorry about the noise. Anxious. What was that, sorry? Divided, divided. United we stand, divided we fall. And if our back should ever be against the wall, we'll be together. Sorry, Damien? Isolation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Segregation. This is an interesting one, guys. All right, the haves and the have-nots. Wax on, wax off. Vax, sorry, vax on, vax off. Um, it's true. I, I, seriously. I... I no, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, anything else? What else? What else is going on in our culture today, in our society today? Hmm? Oh, control. Things are happening right now that are out of our control. We feel like we're being controlled in some ways. Uncertain, yeah. Very good. Loss of freedom. Can you believe you can go into a bank today with a mask on? <laughs> There's an opportunity, guys. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What else? Come on, what else is going on? Yeah, controls up there. Yep. Identity. Identity. What do you mean by identity? Loss of identity, yeah. So loss of freedom, loss of identity. Yep, anxious, anxiety, yep. Disappointment. Oh, it's pretty sad, isn't it? Disappointment. People are being, they say that um, there's 20%, 18 to 20% who may lose their jobs just in the teaching um, world, which is pretty huge, really, when you think about it, because, um, you know, what are the, what's the, what's, where are we going to get the teachers from to teach our kids? So, anyway, that's uh, another issue. Trauma, yeah, very good. Wow. Sorry? Yeah, fatigue, fatigue and tiredness, run down, that kind of thing. Um, tired. There is a lot of fatigue around, by the way. Be very aware of that, but we'll talk about that soon anyway. So, um, who, said, who said that? Who's down the back there? Jane, Jane. Oh, Jane. Good on you, girl. Um, over it. I'm going to put over it. Sorry that we're talking about it this morning. But it is important because it is, our, it is the season we're in. Okay. 
that's awesome. That's where our culture's at right now. Society is heightened. Now, now it's interesting, isn't it? Because all these things go on anyway for a lot of people, whether this is this season or not this season. So this, this is what I mean by saying, well, here's the threat. It's, been high, it's a highlighted threat situation, okay? So now what that means then is that we can get to action in even a greater way. We've been in action for a long time. We celebrate 75 years as Annersbrook Church next year, 12th of October next year, 75 years. So we'll do a big celebration for that. But so for 75 years, we've been kind of cranking it. I've been in it for 57 years. That's pretty out there, isn't it? And, and so the, the, the idea of knowing that um, right now we have this dynamic that's going on that's actually highlighting many of the things that we've all kind of know that we've been battled with or been battling with anyway in our society, but now there's a greater awareness of the threats which means there's got to be a greater awareness of opportunity. What do you think? Okay, so should we talk about the opportunity? All right. I'll put up here, opportunity. And let's list it. Brilliant. Jordan Jeffries. Brilliant. Generosity, sorry? Oh man, look, I've got to tell you guys, I was in the supermarket the other day and I went and put my groceries on the counter. So I'm here and then back here, down here, probably about this distance, there's a woman paying at the credit card thingy. And she goes to me and she goes, Get away! <laughs> <laughs> And I'm over here. And uh, like, now I could have responded by saying, don't be such an idiot. (laughs) But I didn't because our role is different to the way of the world's role because angry back doesn't fix anything. Okay? So generosity and kindness. This is so important. If we can get this... Like, it's simple, simple stuff. But if we can get it, we can live it, and we can actually be influencers in our society. Okay, this is what this is all about. Okay, somebody else. Empathy. Empathy. Yeah, really good. Really good. Sorry? Yeah. There's an opportunity for community even when there is, you know, when it feels like there's isolation because we still have great opportunities in regards to smaller groups meeting. We've got great opportunities in regards to FaceTime. I think some, most of our staff now are using FaceTime more than anything now, just to have that face-to-face experience on their phone with people. Sorry? On fire for God. Yes. On fire. Come on. Very good, Joe. What else? Sorry? Yeah, we've got kindness right there. I know you probably can't see it there. Sorry, Dave. But we've got kindness on there. We'll do kindness times two because I think it's important. Yeah, compassion, empathy and compassion, all those things. Great. Sorry? Hope. Um, I reckon hope is a big one because of future issues. We don't know what the future 
what, what lies in the future. And I think that's where people are really getting the anxiety from. We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's going, you know, ahead. But we actually have a hope that goes beyond just our circumstance and our situation. You know, um, we can still pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a great prayer that we can still pray because we're actually in God's kingdom, not the, earth, not the world's kingdom, right? We actually go, we, we, our dynamic, our way of living is actually from a whole nother, nother place. And so uh, uh, again, the Word of God, get into the Word of God, get on fire for God, if you're not already, get the Word of God into you in such a way that you know nothing's gonna, nothing, you know, the, the winds may come, Storms may come, but the, 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 the house that was built on the rock, which is the, you know, talking about the Word on Jesus and on the Word of God, is going to continue to stand. But the house that is built on sand, just shaky and doubting and not sure here, not sure there, is going to be washed away. So really good opportunity to be actually speaking hope from a basis of hope. Right? We have hope. We're not hopeful for hope. We have hope. <laughs> eh? Right? Somebody else? Okay. All right. What is the truth? Oh, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that the Bible says about truth, right? It is the Bible. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, so we connect with Him. He's the life. I mean, there's life. There's an opportunity to bring life. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, Absolutely. Leadership, yes. A great opportunity to lead in this moment. It's a great opportunity. Hey, how are you doing? How's it going? What's going on for you? Hey, would you like me to pray for you? <gasps> that was a bit quick, Brent. No, but why not? Vision casting. Okay, this is interesting, Tim. Vision casting. What do you reckon about that? What, what are you thinking about that? What, is it, what does that look like for you? Yep, vision for the future. Speaking out. Yep. Vision casting, vision casting, casting vision. God's love, absolutely. All right, a great opportunity to bring hope and God's love, all of those things. What else? What else? Anything else? Hmm? Peace. Okay, someone else said something else. What was it? Loving people unconditionally. <laughs> okay, unconditional love. Really, really important. Don't judge. All right. If you're a vax honor, stop judging the vax offer. If you're a vax offer, stop judging the vax honor. We are called to be united. We are not to be divided. How on earth are we going to do services vax on, vax off? I do not know, but, but um, you know, we'll have to abide by rules as we go along. We haven't made a decision yet. I've just written another email to um, the Prime Minister and to uh, Chris Hipkins in regards to wanting, again, to consult with them uh, for, because I, every day I'm getting so many phone calls, so many emails from pastors saying, what are we doing, what are we doing, what are we doing? And so hopefully uh, we will get a response after the third attempt. I, I, so I'll tell you why. I don't know why they're not consulting with us because we represent a million people in New Zealand. There are 34% of this, this country. Uh, and the last census said they were Christian. There's 31 denominations that I, you know, chair and look after and, uh, in, in that regard. And so to have um, 
to, to not be round the table is kind of interesting. Sorry, over here, someone. Greg. <laughs> yeah, go for it, Joe. Not right now, but I, I totally agree with you. Speaking in tongues. Greg. Deeper, deeper. Hey, Greg, it doesn't surprise me you'd say that, eh? Deeper. No, seriously, like deeper. It's an opportunity to go deeper. It's an opportunity to actually, like, because otherwise, if you're just listening, and it's good to listen, by the way, everybody wants somebody to listen to. But at some point, you've got to actually bring something of what you believe to the table and help people to realize that, hey, there is hope and there is, and that we, you know, that we all care for uh, what's going on and we care about what's going on. Man, there's so much, eh? I reckon to be brighter lights in this darkness, absolutely. To let go of the, yeah, to let go of the unimportant. To go deeper with God, to go deeper in conversation, but to go deeper with God, to innovate. A lot of innovation, I think. Great opportunity to innovate. A global opportunity, literally at our fingertips right now. Um, Opportunity to demonstrate peace. Be the peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, opportunity to risk, take risk. Opportunity to keep on mission. Um, opportunity to learn. Opportunity to work out what's really important. So many opportunities right now. It's, it's exciting. That's exciting. And we've got to keep focused on that. If we don't keep focused on that, we will lose focus and we will lose our way. And we will lose the opportunity that we have today. Oh, it's poetic, wasn't it? Nearly. And this is not the season to see yourself as right either, by the way. It's a season to continue to be reconciliation, reconciliatory. <laughs> to, to reconcile. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The new has come. The old is gone. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of what? You have the ministry of reconciliation. You're a minister of reconciliation. This is your greatest opportunity right now to reconcile men and women and children back to God. It's a great opportunity. Yes, there are threats, but we are bigger than the threat. We are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Man. Some of you will say, well, Brent, you know, we don't know what, where we're going. We don't know what the future looks like. And that's what I'm getting every, every week right now is every day is what, what are we doing? How are we doing this? How does church look in the future, in the near future? And it's just so many questions. But boy, uh, I find it a privilege to hit them back with this particular scripture because they're pastors, so they understand it. Um, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. And here's a great, great scripture for you as well and for me. God's speaking through Isaiah the prophet. And he says this, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. 
These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. What a great scripture, eh? There we go. Take a hold of that for this morning. You may not know what's around the corner. You may not know what's in the future. But God, He leads you. He will lead you. And at the end of the day, it's gonna be a okay. Okay, in the meantime, here's something practical to do. And I've, I've, I've kind of learned this from a, a guy who was around a little while ago called Victor Frankel. And he went through a pretty tough season. He went into a concentration camp, but he survived it when all his people around him, all his friends and all that didn't. And he, it was, it's a really interesting story, but he makes this quote. He says this, he said, look, between stimulus and response, there is a space And in that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So our stimulus is what? Our stimulus right now, we're very stimulated by what's going on, by this season, our pandemic, everything of what's happening and all of that. That's our current season. That's our stimulus. And... uh, uh, then he's saying that there is the space and in the space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. He's talking about this ability within the mind to actually make the right choices, particularly as Christians, right? Relating to you as the whole Christian dynamic, saying, well, God is with us. He's, God is with us in the space. So God, what is this? that's what I love about it is that we go from being the stimulus, this idea of pandemic, into the space, but space isn't empty for us because it's got God there, right? God's in our space. And so, okay, so we give it to God. And then from that space, we are now able to choose how we respond. And hopefully out of it, we grow and we walk in freedom. That's cool. So I just wanna go back to what Tim was saying and this idea of, and we need to finish. Oh, help. It's quarter past 11, guys. This is really important because Tim talked about vision casting. We have an an incredible tool in our own mind and it is the ability to imagine. We are made in the image of God. Imagination comes from the word image. We're made in the image of God. There is God, look, look, look. You look at the person next to you and look at what God imagined. Go on, do it. Go on, be brave. God imagined it. When the world was dark, formless, there was nothing there. God imagined something greater than what was. And you have the power to imagine still, even when things aren't as though they should be. Abraham knew, Abraham saw things as they weren't even, Abraham saw things as they should be even though they weren't. Wow. Faith. So you've got an ability, a God-given ability to imagine. So why don't everybody just close your eyes for a moment. Start to imagine. Imagine how you're meant to be. Imagine what you're called to do. Imagine, imagine, let your imagination go wild in regards to this season. Yes, there's threats, but we know God is bigger than that. God is on your side and you can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. 
All things are possible with Him. Just imagine. Imagine what your world would look like and could look like. You could be bedridden and in a full body cast, but when you close your eyes, you can imagine yourself healed and walking again. Or you and your kids could wake up in a one bedroom apartment, listening to water dripping into a bucket under the most recent ceiling leak. But then you close your eyes and you see yourself being handed the keys to a most beautiful new four bedroom, two bathroom home in a safe, quiet neighbourhood. Or you could be sitting, or you could be at Christmas, at Christmas dinner sitting next to, you know, a drunk uncle or with other family members who are just arguing across the table. But then you close your eyes and see a peaceful, joyful family get together where everyone is showing each other love and sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness. Don't belittle your imagination. It's God-given. It's God-given. The opportunities, imagine the opportunities. Imagine walking down the street tomorrow. Imagine in your workplace tomorrow, in your school tomorrow. Imagine just the different places and just imagining in your head some of the conversations that you know you're going to have. You already know some of those conversations because you've had them already and you know what you're going to be talking about tomorrow. Imagine yourself being an influencer. Imagine yourself speaking about the opportunity, bringing hope and bringing life. Imagine yourself being like Jesus and amongst a crowd of people who are so afraid, so fearful, so wanting answers. Imagine. Imagination. Now this isn't a kind of a self-motivation talk because the space that I talked about is God. Imagine what God can do in and through your life. Imagine what God can do in your future. If you could change one relationship right now, if you could change one situation in your life, if you could change one part of your daily living, I wonder what it would be. I wonder what you're imagining. Now ask God to help shape your dreams into reality. Ask God to help you shape what you're imagining into reality. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the power that's in us because You are in us, Lord. I thank You for the ability to be able to imagine and to vision cast and to dream and to see something far better. Plans, plans of God, not to harm you or to hurt you, but to bring hope and to bring a future. We claim it in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name, we thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Just, right, just in this moment, an opportunity for anybody who feels like they've been walking away from God because you just don't understand the season, but you know you've got to come back to Him. You know that you need to be in relationship with Him, that this morning something has sparked in you that He really does want to show you His love, that you do really matter to Him, that He loves you. He'll walk across the ends of the earth. In fact, He'd come from heaven 
to earth to save you and to rescue you. He'll never leave you. He'll always be with you. But there's got to be a time, there's got to be a moment when we say, Jesus, I, I need you in my life. I just need you in my life. I need, I need you. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. An opportunity just to get closer to Him, to connect with Him in such a way like you've never have before. Letting go of the fears, the worries, the, the concerns, and just looking to Him. Fix your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. So if that's you this morning, I'm just gonna ask you to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I'm gonna pray real quickly for you. Anybody here saying, Brent, would you pray for me? God bless you, awesome. Anybody else? Yeah, thanks. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you. I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would come, be all that you have, uh, all that you are and all that you want to be in every one of our lives, I pray. Help us, Lord God, to do not just the right thing, but to be reconcilers, to to understand the ministry of reconciliation for a lost people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you, everybody. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.